0: Welcome to Equip, a special edition of the Teen Pact podcast brought to you by the Teen Pact Alumni Network. Here, we provide tools and resources to help you navigate your career, grow in your faith, and equip you to glorify God through your talents and passions. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, and welcome. My name is Carlin Sullivan, and I am the director of the Team Pact Alumni Network, and we are excited today to record our next episode of Equip. We do these micro trainings in the hopes to encourage you in professional life, school, spiritual life, community, all sorts of different topics. So today we are thrilled to have with us one of our very own, Justin Myers. You may recognize him if you were on a class with him in the past years. Um, many of you know and love him and respect his family for all that they have done for uh, not only their community, but for Team Pact. And I know we're grateful for them as well. So Justin, welcome.
0: Uh, thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here this morning.
1: Yeah, we're excited to talk to you. We think that you have done an incredible job and have great insight on how to build community with the multiple moves. Um, you kind of are known for that, which is wonderful that you're willing to share your expertise with us at your young age. And even somebody at my age has much to learn about how to connect with community. But tell us a little bit about your Team Pack story just to give people some frame of reference who might not know you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you've been talking to my mom a little too much, but uh, <laughs> it may have oversold my competence. But uh, <laughs> No, I, I my, attended my first um, four-day class in 2013, um, went to 2013-2014, uh, um, staffed 2015-2016, um, did some traveling in there, um, and then interned in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, and so then uh, came back to NC for a couple years. Um, I've been somewhat involved, then obviously having siblings and whatnot, um, staffing yeah. and interning. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm... I'm a little bit of an old timer, but, uh, yeah, still love team Pact and I'm grateful for all the skills and, um, every, everything that it has contributed to my life, whether that be skills right. or friends or whatnot. Yeah. There's
1: one more Myers coming up through the rank. She's, she's hit 13. <laughs> and so now she's full force. There's a girl, right. <laughs> there is a female Myers named Emma. She's coming. Um, so what are you doing now? Are you, what, I know you graduated college and now you're in law school. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I um, uh, was uh, am originally from Nebraska, uh, born and raised there, love love the state, um, went, to, went to school um, in Nebraska, at the University of Nebraska, graduated there last year, and then moved um, out to Washington, D.C. to attend uh, the George Mason University School of Law. Um, so I'm a 2L here. Um, I have allegedly made it through the hardest year. We'll see if that holds. But,
1: uh, <laughs> You're not believing that just yet. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so I am, am sort of in my second year of living um, in Washington.
1: That's great. Well, good. Well, love to talk to you a little bit about community. You've been through several moves um, it, you, it, for yourself and changing communities and different phases of your life. And I was, I was thinking about our conversation. I moved every three or four years growing up as my dad was being promoted through different jobs and how hard and stressful that is. In fact, I was just researching recently a stat that. Uh, they they polled, um, I think it was a thousand Americans and they, 45% of them said that moving was one of the most stressful things that they've ever done in their life over divorce and having children, having children can be kind of stressful, <laughs> but they, that's how they, they viewed it. So it is, is highly stressful on a, on a person because you're just sort of rocked of everything that, you know, to be, to be not, not to be true, but your whole community is, is changed. So as you went from home to uh, Nebraska to school for your undergrad what types of things did you do in order to build community on, on your college campus?
0: Yeah. Uh, so I guess when I went to, when I went to undergrad, I, I dropped in not, I, I had like two acquaintances. So I really didn't know anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was a big school. Uh, uh, and so I, you're in a dorm with a stranger and it's just sort of weird. Um, and so I, yeah, early on, I was sort of unsure what to do. And, um, but I started, I, I was like, okay, I know um I, someone had given me for my high school graduation and I know we'll come around to this later but um Hugh Hewitt's book In But Not Of and one of his big emphasis uh was you like must find a church like that's that has to be your first priority And I was like okay Sunday mornings I'm gonna get up and go try whatever random churches there are around and I you know grew up in church but sort of unsure what like sure. my Christianity or, or you know my church experience should look like so kind of started doing that tried out some campus ministries um and then I, you know, it was the Lord in his, his favor. There was just, you kind of settle in. I walked in the door at um, Grace Chapel in Lincoln and I you know just had an overwhelming sense of peace. And there were, the people were lovely um, and got involved in the Reformed University Fellowship, um, RUF. Uh, so I've made some, some of these Christian connections. And then in addition to that, um, you know, trying to be intentional about conversations with people in my dorm. Um, it, I think another thing, I can't remember who said it, but the, the first two weeks of college, are the only time in your life when you can sit down next to someone, um, introduce yourself, like in a, and, and it's totally normal because they don't know anybody either. Everybody is equally fish out of water. Um, so if you're in a cafeteria, you just sit down next to new people. And so you do that every day for a couple of weeks until you sort of find your people. Um, and it, I mean, you can't do that three years in. It's sort of weird. But uh, early <laughs> on, that is, that is um, it's just some of the steps I suppose you can take. or Mm -hmm. or that I took to try to find like, where are my people at coming out of kind of this deep, like rooted community of team packed. And then into not knowing anyone, um, you have to be, you have to be pretty intentional.
1: A lot of people say that, that they, when they leave team packed, or even their strong homeschooling community, or even a a strong brick and mortar school, and you're where everyone's familiar, you've grown up around these people, you feel comfortable, they know who you are, you have the same values, and you're tossed into this often for you, like for you, a collegiate environment and you have lots of different values, lots of different um, backgrounds and things like that. So you seem like you're kind of a natural, well, you are, because I know you, you're <laughs> an, an outgoing guy, you know, an extrovert, you're not afraid to talk to people, but how, how would we encourage or how could you you speak to someone who that might not be their natural bent?
0: Um, I, I think you don't necessarily have to, I suppose, it, maybe it seems like to make a friends or a community you have to be in big groups of people and there's definitely, you know, you go to these events and there's all sorts in undergrad, particularly, there's lots of events to do, go do this, go do that. And that's good to kind of break the ice. Um, I suppose I would argue that that's not necessarily where good community building happens. Um, that a one-on-one habits, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like a a one-on-one conversation with somebody over a meal or over coffee, um, is, is is more important or, or is, is more beneficial to kind of a long-term relationship. so if, if you're somebody who is not you don't walk into you walk into a room and you look for the corner uh, and I, I definitely put myself in that category a little bit yeah. um, it, like that's okay there are still great people and deep relationships to be had um, you just have to to be intentional. Um, there was a, I, one of my mentors in, in undergrad, used to say something about like a lot of people talk a big game about like, let's get coffee. Let's do this. Nobody ever follows up. So if you're the guy or the girl who sends the text and says, I'm free this weekend, let's get coffee. Or I want to buy you like you're sitting next to somebody at this new church who had a good conversation. You say, I would love to get to know you. Can we grab lunch? That's way less intimidating, I think, than being a big room of, of random people that you don't know.
1: Sure. I think too, when y'all, when young people go to a college campus, we've uh, three of our children have graduated and our son is still, he's a sophomore there in college. And I think when they, and they've all gone through the same experience, you, you get on campus. And like you said, you want to go to this ministry and, and this group and this group and this group. And you feel like if you're not doing all those things, you're going to miss out people for forming these friend groups. And you're, you're not going to get added to that friend group to the point that. We watched some of our children go through a period of exhaustion and so had had a lot of French friends, but we're had to finally settle in to where, okay, who where am I going to build deep abiding relationships with them? And we told them we said, you can be in this huge group, you can be in a sorority, you can be in RUF, these big groups, but you're gonna leave college with maybe three or four really, really lifelong friends. And that's okay. And it's okay to have just three or four through college. So whether you're the type that is energized by the large crowds, that's great. If you're not, that's great too, because I think we kind of all leave school maybe y'all leave school, like three or four really, really good friends. So I think that's can be very intimidating to someone who might be more of an introvert or enjoy smaller crowds. So that's great advice. What are some things that you would tell people not to do when trying to build community?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I I suppose I would say, uh, I I wouldn't make assumptions about people, I suppose. So when we were talking about, you know, sitting down next to somebody, or um, maybe there's there's people when you go to this is true in undergrad or after um, after undergrad where you kind of go out and you see people around and you just it, like they're the people that raise their hand in class or they're the particularly quiet people and so you figure oh, those aren't my people that person isn't a uh, you know is or isn't a Christian you, uh, you assume either way um, but you don't you don't really know them I suppose and so if you assume things. Um, that you you end up putting up roadblocks to a, to a friendship or a relationship um, that could be really meaningful that I just, it, it, that, that isn't beneficial. So you have to kind of go in, I think, with, um, you know, kind of clearing your head of your assumptions, both about them and then about how you relate with them. Um, the other thing I would say is, uh, you know, if you get six, eight, 10 weeks, um, you know, in and you're you're struggling or you're not finding community um, or, or, you know, it could be longer than that. Um, I would I would say don't give up um uh like it's it's going to be worthwhile community takes work um you know deep friendships rootedness takes work um so as you're doing those things um you know don't um yeah don't give up uh also don't go in just looking for a spouse i guess uh like you want to build a a good (laughs) like rooted community (laughs) around you particularly if you're new to a space right um yeah
1: that's great. Have you ever found yourself in a situation um, on either campus where you had to end a relationship and kind of sever a community?
0: Um, yes, I think, and and uh, I'll I'll be careful here, but I suppose, um, yeah, I think there's instances where you sort of take uh, you um, as you think about a relationship or, or, you know, a a friendship and you think, okay, I need to kind of step back here a little bit. And that could be, um, a little weird, a little awkward. Um, and (laughs) I tend to like, like to be liked. And so you have to be careful that you're not just, um, you know, pursuing friendships or, or community for the purpose of people around you liking you. Um, and, and yeah, I think you have to be really intentional about, um, you know, it, I don't know if I would say you should, there's a few instances, I guess, where you would hard cut somebody off as much as you say, you sort of back away or you, you interact with like friends more in a group context, We're like, okay, this person, you know, we're not, we're not getting along. So we're going to find other contexts to be around each other without necessarily, um, uh, yeah, always, you know, being one-on-one or if if things just aren't, aren't going well.
1: Right. Right. You know, it's easy as Christians to surround ourselves with um, like-minded believers and people who, like you the, the phrase is used often, you find your people. And there's nothing wrong with that. You find the people who kind of just look like you and might like the same music or go to the same church or you know, have have enjoy the same sport. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's particularly if they share the same faith, our faith. But you know, there's um there's a warning in scripture for being yoked, whether in marriage and, and really your intimate friendships being with non-believers. And um, but we're also called to to be the light to the world. So speak to that a little bit about, um, having you know, a strong Christian community for sure, but then also being in fellowship with non-believers.
0: Yeah. So in, in undergrad, um, I, some of my, um, friends that I was around the most, um, or, or some of the, my, my uh, closest, uh, you know, friends and acquaintances were, were not necessarily believers or were not, um, super intense believers. And so I would say, um, You know those I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily make those folks your core like rooted community right. Um, That doesn't mean that you don't have good conversations with them. Um, That doesn't mean that you don't um, include them right we're called to live, uh, you know, in the world we're not called to go kind of live in our own little sure. uh, you know uh, colony off to the side so i think yeah i think it's super important to have people around you who disagree with you who push you who you, but who do so in a respectful manner right right so you don't have to be friends with every unbeliever on campus because you, <laughs> you know, you're gonna you're convinced i have to do this right there's there's some boundaries that you can kind of set up there um but i yeah i think it's healthy and important and i think you it's very easy to um, sort of build these straw men of what we understand people or non-believers or, or people who are not as strong in their faith mm-hmm. to, to be. Um, and it's much harder to have those when you're friends with them uh, because you see, <laughs> you see the person, right? And you say, right. this person isn't vague atheist. This person is my friend who cares for me and I care for them. Um, and that uh, I think can really help um, in terms of kind of framing your, your world and understanding how to interact with right. and share the love of Jesus.
1: Sure. You talked about church, um, which is a great way to meet, you know, believers to build your, your core sense of community um, and then maybe campus ministries. Did you utilize social media in any way? I I was talking to a young person the other day and, and they were talking about their COVID experience and they realized how much they were left out through um, Instagram, seeing all their friends post pictures. And she had a, a health condition, wasn't able to go up to interact with socially. But anyway, I said, you know, the greatest thing that <laughs> the Lord ever gave me was, Having me grow up at a time when I, I have no idea how much I was left out, which is great. It is it is. You, but your generation. Good heavens. Y'all know exactly where your friends are and who's with who. And um, but did you utilize which is it can be a, a positive that can be a negative, but social media can be a positive way to build community. Did you utilize any of that when you first got to Nebraska or at George Mason?
0: Um, I think I, I used it insofar as um, like figuring out who, who my classmates were right and right. saying, oh, like there are people who do XYZ who are interested in similar things. Right. Um, I, I would say social media and um, I am not you know a lot of smarter people than than I have, have thought and written about this, but it sort of divides up your um, you know if you're on social your social media presence ends up spreading yourself so you' you're not, um, present where you currently are. I think really community is very important to be present with someone. So I think it's a good kind of like figuring out, maybe getting your, um, you know, figuring out where you are, figuring out who the people around you are, but I don't think you can really build, um, you know, lasting friendships. It's a good way to find, you know, you can find churches through that, uh, through that means, see what time, you know, they're, they're meeting or whatever. I don't know if you can really find a, 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 um, you know, strong, lasting, stable, rooted community. And through social media.
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe it can be helpful, like connections made, like so-and-so, no so-and-so or something like that. Yes. Um, yes. For sure. When you left Nebraska and you went to George Mason, how, what's, what are some things that you did to kind of, um, kind of shut down your community and not, not completely, but you're no longer living with these um, in the community with the, with these individuals and you're moving to this new city, uh, to a new state, to a new school. First, how, how, how do you kind of close that down a little bit? And then also, how did you feel moving into law school? Was it like, oh gosh, here I go again?
0: Um, it's hard. I mean, one of the costs of um, like having a community and, and loving people well is, um, and, and being loved, right? Is that you're, it's, it, it's not fun when you, wow. when you leave. Um, and, and, you know, when you choose to leave, right? It's not like sure. you've been assigned somewhere uh, it, that's difficult. Um, I, you know, I think having really, in terms of like closing down a community or, or not closing down, but sort of thinking about what does it look like for that community to continue in a different stage? Right. Um, I, yeah, I had, um, I, I tried to sit down and have coffee or, or a meal with right. each one of the, you know, some of these friends and say, okay, like, what's this going to look like when I move? Um, it, it, you know, they're excited because there's like new opportunities and we were all kind of moving into a new stage of life um but you almost have to sit in kind of like the sadness of this stage is coming to an end um but how are we going to continue this this forward um and so i still then from there you kind of have to be intentional right when you don't live in the same city or in this case state as a lot of these folks um it's easy for it to kind of be out of sight out of mind and so you know i have put the pictures up on my wall when i think about them i text them right like jesse how are you or you know and and so I think that's important and it's not the end and those people know you in a way that the people where you're moving don't. And so it's sort of, um, they can continue to speak into your life. It's just going to look a little bit different. Um, and so praying through that, talking through that, I think can be, can be really helpful. And I I suppose then how did it feel moving? Um, yeah, I mean, you sort of show up in a new city, um, this one being significantly bigger than Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, and you don't know anybody and it's, it's, I mean, it's weird. And the, you know, the first couple months are, are sort of lonely. Um, but you say, okay, like the Lord has me, has me here. The Lord has, we know he's, you know, set our paths before us. Um, we know we're called a community. So like you, you invest, you be intentional. And he said, Lord, what do you have for me? Um, and, and repeat
1: kind of, what you did in Nebraska.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, literally, you literally, you kind of start over, um, yeah, but you but you have grown right and you have these sure. other friendships you can kind of lean on in in the interim uh, and and yeah the it, it ends up working out.
1: Well, you've also seen that the Lord was faithful to 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 allow you to find a community and he's mm-hmm. we are social creatures. He created us that way. So he's not going to move us to a city and plop us there and say you know live on your little isolated island hope it goes well that's just that's just not his character so we, we do have to sometimes be active and trying to find that community but also sometimes it's okay to be by yourself I one of our children is a um, love spending all day Saturday walking and exploring New York City by herself and I remember one time when she, she said mom is that weird I'm like does it bring you joy <laughs> no it's not weird now if you do it you know forever yes. you know yeah <laughs> at some point and, and of course she has made community but um, sometimes that's how people regroup and then that's okay too yes. being around people all the time can be exhausting and and we can do lots of spiritual things and neglect sometimes that one-on-one time but that's where the lord can really speak to us so
0: yeah i i will say um dietrich bonhoeffer's um it's life together his book on community um is interesting because it has like the first half is all about Like community being together, being with the Lord, being with, but then he's got a couple chapters on being alone and the benefits that that ends up providing to you as a like spiritual being and um, to your community. Uh, So I would commend that to uh, to folks. It's it's a pretty brief read, but yeah, he kind of talks about we're we're born in community in part because right the the Trinity is community. God lives in community. The loneliest moment of of Jesus is when he's up on the cross alone. Um, that's not how we're made in God's image. That's not how we're supposed to be. Um, but I th- yeah, I think that book just walks that through really well and talks through that balance of, of being alone, recharging for those of us who are introverts, um, but also, you know, living in the, or understanding what it means to be a Christian in community.
1: Did you use the word Bonhoeffer in a light read in the same sentence? Because that seems contradictory. <laughs>
0: it's okay. What? Sorry. It's a brief book. It's a brief book. Okay. It is dense, but it's brief. It's, it's yeah. I, okay. the, the copy I Can have. You is mention, less, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> you mentioned another book, and we're going to put these in the comment section when we post this. Um, so, Life Together by Dutra Bonhoeffer. And what are what, you mentioned one earlier? I'd love for you to repeat that.
0: Yeah, it's in but not of by um, Hugh Hewitt. It's you're not going to agree with everything in it, but it's very, very worthwhile. Okay.
1: Okay. Hugh Hewitt, that's a tongue twister. And then in our notes, you also mentioned the common rule by Justin Early.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Common Rule is is a really excellent book on um, understanding like habits and structuring our lives around um, kind of our understanding of the liturgy of our lives. Um, and he has some habits oh, wow. that you do individually, and some that you do in a community, um, and understanding that.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, it's 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 an excellent excellent book.
1: That's great. Well, Justin, any closing thoughts? This is super, super helpful. I know this definitely pertains more people who are on the academic track who are in colleges, but certainly some principles we can apply if uh, people choose not to go uh, to, into higher education. Um, really, for us adults, I mean, it's, it's the same same guiding principles. We might not be in the cafeteria sitting down and having coffee with somebody as a stranger, but we can certainly apply lots of these um, tactics that you've given us. So any last thoughts that you'd like to share?
0: Um. I, I, yeah, I guess I, I, suppose I would say that it, um, I, am also still figuring it out. It's not, yeah. it's not easy. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, you have to be intentional. You have to make and yeah. I, that's true, whether you're in, you know, on a higher education track or you, you know, choose to, um, it, you know, take a job or, or, or move yeah. somewhere. Um, you, you have to be uncomfortable. Um, you have to be willing to be known, uh, right. Um, and you have to be forward leaning. Uh, so you, you have to you have to put in the work. Community doesn't just happen. Um, uh, you know it, it's going to take some effort. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know the Lord loves you. He has created you to be in community. There are other people out there um, who He loves, who He's created to be in community, um, yeah. and you you will fight each other. It will. Um, yeah, people, people are out there for sure. We'll make all the pads work. Yes. Right.
1: Right. So I love what you said about um, not giving up and really being vulnerable and being known. Um, a friend of mine just went through a situation where one of her closest friends left her, um, where she worked and very, very difficult saying and then one of the comments she made after the having said goodbye to this individual was gosh this hurts so much I'm not sure it was worth it and you know and saying mm-hmm. yes it was it it, sh- it it is painful but it's worth it that means that there was true relationship and fellowship so don't be afraid to get close to people Yes, what I would love to tell our listeners as well and, and, and yes it's not easy when you have to leave community like leaving Lincoln to go to George Mason but um but it's abiding and it's good and, and it's rich and we need other people we need okay. other people iron sharp, sharpens iron so Justin, you're amazing. As always, you always have been. Can't wait to see what the Lord does in your life. And we just are so thankful that you took this time to share your wisdom, even at your, your young age, you still have great wisdom and things to share. And I know I learned something today, so uh, we really appreciate you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And yeah, I I love Team Pact and all of the folks it's brought me in contact with. So it's, yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you.
1: All right. Take care.